Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And we are starting season four today. This is episode 99 total. Wow. And as we said in the trailer, we're doing a series on a chronological look of the gospels, looking at Jesus's life in depth. Today, we're starting off talking about the lineage of Jesus, kind of the opening verses of each of the gospels. Yeah. So like we typically do, um, different season, but same kind of format, asking the question. So how far can you go back in terms of tracing your lineage, your history as a as a family, how far can you go back? Okay, don't or, know the precise answer to that. Okay, but my um, my mom's sister Mary is very big into genealogy, okay. and she is like the family historian, keeping everybody's details and all that. So I know that she has done that quite a bit. The one thing I do know is that on my mom's side of the family, we do have a famous person we're related to. Pray tell. Yeah. Okay. So William Harvey was a scientist and he discovered that blood circulates in the body. That, he's that, my, he's I my think, guy. I think that's he, pretty exciting. Somewhere along the line, I'm related <laughs> to the guy that discovered that. So, so when, kind of fun. when the blood circulating through my body right now, I have William Harvey. Yes. So we, thank for that. Yes. All right. Yeah. That is, that is pr- actually pretty cool. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he is in like science books when you take biology, human bio and stuff. I was like, oh. Nice. Nice. Well, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't have that kind of history, but we, I think I can trace my lineage back to at least three generations. So, um, uh, my mother and father were from, uh, my mother was from, uh, Eudora, Arkansas, my father from Baton Rouge. And, um, and so I can go back to his mother and father, her mother and father, and, uh, and then one more generation with, um, knowing that, um, that they're from probably the West Indies area. Okay. And so I kind of get stuck right there. Yeah. And so I had at one time been really, really, uh, interested and given a lot of time, you know, going to, uh, going on trips to Baton Rouge and to, uh, to Arkansas to have conversations with mm-hmm. my grandmother and great grandmother. And, um, and so, but I, I kind of, it, it kind of stopped a little bit as I got busier. I still actually have the tapes of the conversations, oh, cool. which is, uh, which is really cool. That's and so, really cool. so Micah now wants the, as much as I know, he wants to know that because now that he's a father, mm-hmm. uh, I think Another that's kind generation. of interesting. That's Absolutely. Very cool. Absolutely. So why are we talking about this? Yes. We're, we're talking about this because we're going to talk about, uh, Jesus's lineage today, which is very, very interesting. Um, it, it has a whole lot of good and it has some kind of some sorted kinds of things in it. Uh, and yet God used, um, the lineage, uh, his lineage to, to bring him to us, to, I think to help identify, um, uh, identify with us. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And so mm-hmm. we, we, we start at the beginning, we start at the beginning that that is his the beginning of his life. And, um, um, and so, so how, um, what are some things that, that kind of connected to you, connected with you as we when I read these introductory passages in each of the gospels, the first thing that I noticed was how different writers named Jesus differently, how they referred to him. Like Mark calls him the son of God and Matthew calls him the son of David and the son of Abraham. John 
a total, well, I guess he calls him the one and only son, but then he also calls Jesus the word yeah. and the true light. Yeah, yeah. So just interesting, um, right off the bat, we see, we're going to see different perspectives, like you said in the in the trailer, different prism angles of who Jesus is. And just interesting that Mark highlights him as the son of God, Matthew, kind of more referring to his humanity, the son of David, son of Abraham, and his Jewishness. Yeah. Um, and then John is always going to be kind of our outlier of the whole different perspective. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and we spent a lot of time talking about John. That was actually yeah. our first season yeah, of yeah. the Believe Podcast. If you want to look, you know, listen back to episodes <laughs> one and two. So long ago, right? I know it yeah, does. Yeah. Episodes one and two were all about John one. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, and you, you kind of touched on it, you giving, um, the, the writers give different perspectives. So, so some people look at this and say, well, there's contradiction. There's contradiction. Well, this story has this, this, well, no, the writers saw Jesus from a different angle, different perspective, and they shared that angle and perspective with us. Mm -hmm. So as to give us a fuller picture of who he is, which again, you talk about the different names and showing us that, um, that, that with the, the various names, Jesus shows up differently. And so, so that's exciting to see. And it's, it, it, it should kind of solidify and ground our faith even more yeah. that we have a picture of, of, um, a full, um, um, full, uh, length of Jesus or feel full picture of Jesus, who he is. And the writers give us that. So, mm -hmm. um, and so we, we, um, we, we look and we see the names and, um, you know, we see that God has a plan to save humanity and he uses people to do that. And two people that we see, all, I mean, there are so many people that come into the picture at the beginning, but two people we, you know, we look at and they are interesting characters. And who are they? Yeah. So Zachariah and Mary are two that are highlighted in Luke. Yeah. And I love this about Luke. Like, I do think he he loves people. He must be a people person because <laughs> he's the only one that tells us these stories. Yeah. But they are very helpful. So Zechariah becomes the father of John the Baptist. And he um, is doing his priestly duties. He's visited by an angel um, who tells him, you, yeah, I know, you're, you and Elizabeth are really old. You've been wishing for a child. You've not been able to, and you will. Similar, similar message, Mary receives... You are going to be pregnant. Yeah, I know you're not married yet. I know, you know, you haven't yeah. been with Joseph, but you will you will have a son. And I think having those two stories back to back, just some interesting things that um, jumped out to me when, because both Zechariah and Mary, their immediate response to what the angel says is is a question. Yeah. And it's yeah. even almost the same question. Like, yeah. how, how can this be? Yeah. But there's a distinction with the questions, all right? Yes. Yeah. Because then a consequence of Zechariah's question is, well, he loses his ability to speak until John is born. Mary, on the other hand, gets her question answered, and there doesn't seem to be any negative consequence to that. Which So then I thought, okay, so it wasn't the words that they said. What is the difference? Why was Mary's a good question, we could say. And what was what was wrong with Zechariah? And I thought, you know what the difference is? Zechariah was questioning the possibility of this happening. Like, we're old. How, how could this possibly be? We're too old. We've been wishing for this for a long time. It's too late. It's not possible. Whereas Mary's question, how can this be, 
was more of a questioning her own ability. Yeah. She wasn't questioning God's b- ability or the possibility of it happening. She was like, tell me more. Like, yeah, yeah. That was her question was, I, I don't think I, I can't, I can't do this. So tell me, how is this going to happen? I think that's an important distinction. God's not afraid of our questions, yeah. but Mary's question was a question of her own ability and wanting and, and curiosity. Whereas Zachariah was like, yeah, no and, way, this and, is impossible. And there, and we, and, you know, herein lies one of the, I think one of the, you know, kind of anchors that we can drop is that there's, there is a consequence to belief and unbelief. There's a consequence to our, do we really believe God that God is able to do the impossible? Um, or as you mentioned, the, the question of curiosity, how, how can this even be? I'm not, number one, I'm not married. I'm a teenage girl. I mean, she's married. Mary is a teenager and it's like, ah, I don't, I don't know how this is going to happen versus Zachariah saying this can't happen. And, and ultimately we see a, a very, very big principle. Nothing will be impossible with God. Mm -hmm. And, um, and if God can take a teenage girl and, um, let her be the, um, uh, the mother of our savior, if God can take an older man and an older woman like Zachariah and Elizabeth and give them a baby in their old age, um, most certainly he can handle a lot of the things that we deal with. He can handle marriage difficulties. He can handle financial difficulties. And ultimately, uh, the, the biggest thing he can handle our sin difficulty, mm-hmm. which is the reason why we're doing this is because Jesus comes and he takes away, you know, every, uh, all of our sins. And so, so again, just reiterating that nothing is impossible for God. And, um, and I think it's up to us to be able to believe that and trust that, uh, God is that big Mm -hmm. to answer those, uh, answer those questions. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about this whole idea of impossibility and if, if God can, um, you know, who God decides to choose to use, um, we see somewhat another kind of impossibility is that is we have the perfect savior coming through an imperfect lineage yeah. and that, that is like surprising, but it also gives us hope. Right. And so when we look at Jesus's lineage, what do we see in, in his lineage? Yeah. So both Matthew and Luke take time to list the generations like so-and-so's son of so-and-so and so-and-so's son of so-and-so and so-and-so and like it goes on in lots of names. Some of them are we recognize and some we have no idea how to pronounce, but they both take time to go through that. And uh, now I did ask, so I noticed that one starts from Jesus and goes backwards. And then the other one starts um, from early Old Testament and goes forward to Jesus I thought you would have an amazing answer for me, but you didn't really know. I didn't really have an answer other so than... So that's all right. But sometimes we just don't know things, I guess. About wow. Even, well, I'm not wow. saying you, because I think if you don't know, then nobody knows. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but what we what also is interesting, Matthew mentions women in yeah. his genealogy. Yeah. And the yeah. note in my study Bible said that would be very rare, very unusual. Genealogies were all about the the fathers, yep. so yep. that Matthew does that is pretty unusual, yeah, and obviously intentional. And then the women that he includes, like one Rahab was a prostitute, um, Ruth is a non-Jew, and yep. this Matthew. So he 
even the who he highlights among those women would be so unusual and would really even discredit him, right? Absolutely, I mean, it would. But, it would. But that Matthew, and more importantly, in the bigger picture, God wanted those women to be included because... Um, that, that it, they're a part of the story too. Yeah, absolutely. As, and, as each of us are now. And, you know, in, in all of our lineage, I think this is, this is the beauty of this. In all of our lineage, there is someone or there's something that would disqualify us mm-hmm. or that should disqualify us. And even in, in, in Jesus's lineage, um, it's like, like, why would he be the savior? And I think it's a, it's a clear indication that, no, he is a perfect savior, but he's able to identify with all of us, yeah. all of the baggage, all of the stuff in our background. Um, you know, just like you have a, a famous person in your lineage, I'm quite sure there's other stuff there that says, uh, let's not, let's not use this part of the family or let's mm-hmm. not use this family. And yet God says, nope, it doesn't matter. I am going to use who I decide to use and, um, I think it gives me hope to know that uh, I think it, it makes the redemption story all that more beautiful yeah. is that God takes all of this stuff and um, and through Jesus, he he brings um, he brings healing and he brings a sense of salvation and redemption, all of those things, which I think is pretty I think is pretty exciting. So mm-hmm. and then when you think that this long list of names that some we don't know how to pronounce, but that they are actually people, it is just a reminder to me of how we are a part of God's story. Yeah. We are too. Like the all of these people, one generation to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. I mean, God could have told his story and had this plan in so many different ways. I mean, sin enters the world. He could have taken taken care of it right then. Yeah. And yet he chooses to involve all of these people. And we can know we're a part of God's story too. And we have a role, we have a place, there's nothing that we've done or that's in our past that disqualifies us from being a part of that. I think that's super encouraging. Yeah. I think, I think the uh, probably one last thing as we look at the salvation, the beginning of the salvation story, um, what some people might think like, this is going to be impossible. It's never going to happen because God has taken so long. It's been 42 generations. We look at the lineage, 42 generations of individuals, people living and dying, being born and dying. And, and God says, I'm going to move as slow as I want to, but, but that doesn't mean that I am not going to do what I said. Mm -hmm. It may take, it's my timetable and your timetable are not the same. And so 42 generations later, Messiah pops up and, or pops out. And, uh, and so, and, and, and it, it, it was an indication that God keeps his promises. And, and if you are one of those individuals right now, you're feeling like, man, I am stuck. I'm waiting and God is never going to show up. This story helps us to know that God keeps his promises. He shows up on time. Uh, Messiah does come and God does the work that he promises that he would do. And so if you're waiting on something right now, uh, God is wants to use this waiting time to develop your faith and to develop who you are. Uh, we do believe that Jesus shows up. He comes to us and um, just like he did in this uh, in the, the very beginning, the birth narratives uh, or the birth story, the beginning, his lineage. God shows up and um, Messiah shows up and he comes and he does his work. And so if you're waiting, keep waiting because we do have a savior that does come. Mm-hmm.
And we always like to close our episodes asking two questions. What can we believe about God? And what can we believe about ourselves and others from these passages? And these questions are ones that you can use yourself when you're reading a passage of scripture. Read it. What What does this passage tell me about God? What does it tell me about myself and others? Those are great guiding questions. It's why we do it every single time. Absolutely. Um, Because God's word does have things to say to us about those. So what can we believe? I think think the, the one big thing for me is there's nothing that is impossible with God. Yeah. If he um, can take a teenager and use her um, to br- uh, bring forth the the savior, if he can use uh, an older couple to bring forth the forerunner or the messenger to prepare the way for Jesus, um, then he most certainly can do uh, all kinds of things uh, in and through and with our with our lives. So nothing is impossible for God. Mm-hmm. And tying that in to what we can believe about ourselves. The genealogy does remind me that we have a place in his story that was true for them. And it is true for us. Nothing is impossible with, with God, including he can, he can use anything in our story for his good and for his glory, for our good and his glory. Yeah. Um, Yeah. This is a great start. I'm excited about this new season. Thank you for joining us. Um, Encourage you to have a spiritual conversation with a friend this week.